0: here and that's that's a good thing that can only ever be a good thing and there's something missing for me as it relates to this team i can't put my finger on it you know what i don't think ron hextall can either at least not yet good morning to you good monday morning i'm dan kolachevich of dk pittsburgh sports this is daily shot of penguins it comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into Football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. Penguins split squad played the Blue Jackets split squad in both Pittsburgh and Columbus at different hours of the day. Yesterday, the Penguins winning at home 3-2 in overtime on a Jason Zucker goal. Really nice one, too. And losing 5-1 out at Nationwide Arena in the nightcap these things, by the way, everybody knows what they're doing here, all right? there's Rosters are set up a certain way. The better players don't get asked to go on the road. Everybody wants the home team to win. In the Penguins' case, they have all the little children there. And when the Penguins score, there's this squeal that can only be generated by twelve to 14,000 infants. It's actually an amazing experience. And again, it's wonderful that hockey's back. But when I hear Hextall talking about what's left for his roster, and he sounds as uncertain as he did over the weekend in Cranberry, I'm thinking that he, he still feels that something's missing. And man, I just have to imagine that that's up front. But I also wonder if he isn't waiting to see if his hand gets forced, particularly by a younger player in camp who'd need to have space created at the top level in order to make it, meaning make the main lineup. Think, you know, Drew O'Connor. If he sees someone like that or a Valtteri Pustinian who was immediately placed on the line with Sid and Jake. No, don't read into that, but kind of read into it. Meaning, they really want to give him a fair shot. They want to see him tested, Pustinian. And they want to see the same from O'Connor. If this team can produce, somehow, some way, a couple of significant surprises from that class, of player. The guys that aren't necessarily being relied upon to make the roster, but force their way onto it, that's when Hextall has a clearer view. Here's how Hextall answered a question on this subject from Taylor Haas, our beat reporter at DK Pittsburgh Sports. But we want to put the best team on the ice opening night that that we can, so if they're part of it, we're going to try to find a way. So, you look at all your options and then you start to break them down and talk them through with your staff and the coaches and make those decisions when the, when the time is right. But that's a, it's a fair, certainly a, a discussion that will be part of it. That's it. He's, he's waiting and he's hoping. And when you hear Mike Sullivan talk about these guys, meaning O'Connor, Pustin, and a couple others, you get the sense that he is too. Great. Great. This is definitely the right approach. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how one dollar can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. I'm going to say this and say it and say it and say it, at least ideally until it plays out. But what really needs to happen with this organization is there has to be some new-ish wave of players jump out, you know, express themselves, show a little flair to steal the line from the movie classic Office Space. They need to make the statement that they can't be sent down. As you heard Hextall say there, his goal, at least this is his stated goal, is to have the best possible team that he can in Pittsburgh, regardless of contractual situations and waivers and everything else. Just have the best 20 dudes right here. And the dream scenario is this, that someone else comes along. Sometimes when uh, when you hear me say something like that, it could come across as if I'm expecting some sort of superstar emergence or something like that, and it's not. It's not. Let's remember that in 2016, the guys that made the biggest difference, meaning in the second half of the regular season that ended up building the momentum that went right through to winning the Cup in San Jose, were those call-ups when it was Brian Rust, Connor Sheary, Scott Wilson. Don't forget about him even though he got hurt. Tom kuhn ended up being an outstanding role player in that run. Out of those four, two of them have gone on to have really solid NHL careers in Rust and Sherry, and Rust, of course, really rose up. But at the time, were we thinking of any of those four as superstar kid comes along? No, no. It was just guys who seized the opportunity that they had. And the following year, the same was true with Jake Gensel, even though even though Jake scored a lot and right through that final and the massive, massive goal that he had at PPG Paints Arena against Pecorine, no one saw Jake as becoming what he's become. It's just, oh, great, here's another kid from the minors who wasn't even a you know first round or second round pick making a big difference. Is something like that asking too much from this group? Yeah, it it probably is, considering the caliber of the group and considering that they haven't had any first-round picks in seemingly forever. But if I read Hextall correctly, and that's what he's hoping for before he pushes any other buttons or tries to move Brian Dumoulin or Marcus Pedersen or whatever the case would be, then this is the right way to go now, now. It's up to the players. When we come back, J One Q. Today's J One Q comes from Kate. Who asks, once again, is it going to be Evgeny Malkin who gets the leftovers on his wing? Put Ricard Raquel with Sid. Tell Rust not to pout and put him with Malkin for good. And then get Danton Heinen on the left side where he's better suited. Put Jason Zucker, who's going to be gone after this year anyway. And Kapanen with Carter, who we could only wish would be gone after the contract. The ridiculous contract that Hextall gave him. Okay, so Kate, Kate's feeling it on this particular subject. But, but, Kate, with all due respect, the lines so far, and this is just through three days of training camp, have had Gino between Rust, which is your preference, and on the left side's been Drake Kajula, who's been, I mean, he is what he is. he He's one of those guys that they want to see like the younger ones that I mentioned, Pustin and, and O'Connor, in certain key situations so they don't feel like they held them back by giving them nothing or blah, line mates. Do you follow what I'm saying? Guys get showcased in a certain way, and they get showcased to their skill set. For example, and not to swing back to the opening subject today, but it kind of ties in. If O'Connor is going to be a bottom six guy for you, or that's what the Penguins are projecting or possibly even hoping – then you don't have anything to gain from him being in a top-six situation in camp. You want him with a Teddy Bluger, which has been the case. You want him to be down there with guys that you know are going to be strong on the grinding and the forecheck and so forth. Whereas with Pustinen, you know, this is a kid who's got really, really good vision, good hands, good ability once he gets the puck to get rid of it. And by that, I'm talking about his, his shot release. Uh, this isn't someone that you want to waste on a fourth line until you've exhausted your top six options with him. So with Gino, what you want on that left side is someone who's got good speed, who plays an up-and-down game, Ruslan Fedotenko all the way, and who will have enough... Vision and skill to be able to get him the puck coming into the zone He's either a trailer or as the guy who's leading the rush up ice through the neutral zone. I am not saying Kajula is that guy. I am saying that that's why he's placed there, because they want to see what they've got in him. Gino's line is almost certainly going to end up being. Well, hang on. Before I jump to that conclusion, because I was going to say it's going to be Zucker on the left and Raquel on the right. and I don't know that. I can't know that. Until we see Sid with Jake and Rust again, and I, again, strongly suspect we will. We can't know that for sure. But what leads me to believe that that'll be the case is that if the team was seriously considering Raquel to be the first-line right winger and try again what they did late last regular season, seeing if they can kind of spread the wealth a little bit up there, they probably would have already done that. That would have been an exception to the whole let's intersperse people in the early phases of camp because you'd want Sid and Jake and Raquel to have as much exposure to each other and as much communication with each other as possible and not waste a single day of camp in that regard. So, yeah, it's probably going to be Gino and Zucker on the left and Raquel on the right. And, by the way, who would have a problem with that? Like, how would that be seen as leftovers? These are a couple of pretty good hockey players. I appreciate the question, Kate. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.